Three on a Wednesday morning. Hey, are you uh, are you caught up yet on Big Brother or no? Watched an episode last night, but no, still too behind. <sighs> Dude, I'm trying, man. So there, Wait, was yeah. the, there was the double episode that took up a lot of time to watch, and then there was another episode that we watched that I should be just one behind. But there was an episode that we went to go watch it, and uh, something had ran over, so we had to watch it on demand, and you can't fast-forward through anything or the commercials, so you have to watch the full hour. So instead of watching it in, like, 30 minutes like you can with Big Brother, I had to spend the whole hour watching it. So, yeah, we just got to the point where Jag used his uh, power of veto. So the next episode we have is that double eviction episode. Can I address something real fast? Yeah. I got a lot of questions yesterday, and I just want to, like, rather than message everybody back, I just want to, like, hopefully address it in one fail swoop. Swoop um, away. Swoop away. A lot of people ask me if I am going to abandon them and bail in the middle of the football season to go on a personal vacation to celebrate my 50th birthday. And the answer is no. I am here for you, Sooner fans. I will not be leaving you for multiple days from this show or bail on an OU football game just to celebrate myself. So I just want to set that straight. Me and my family will be celebrating ourselves in November. I will be leaving you all. Um, I'm heading this to Mexico. Nashville vacation has screwed everything up. You're like two weeks behind on Big Brother. <laughs> That's, that's all you care about is that I'm behind on Big Brother. doesn't mess up anything Talk else. Talk about it on the show. Cats and dogs fighting. All right. Well, you let it doesn't help with my up. wife and I like to watch it together, but she works every evening except one evening a week, so it kind of makes it difficult. Can't she just take an iPad with her to work and watch it in the patrol car or something? No, no, because usually when she's working in the evening right now, she's at an athletic event, so she's not like sitting in her patrol just, car. Would take a take a uh, iPad with her to the athletic event and watch it on the back row or something. <laughs> Does she have to pay attention? Yeah, kind of has to be visual and be uh, watching for things. You know, yell at kids. Hey, no vaping. You know, something like that. Um, one thing uh, that Brent said yesterday that is good news is that uh, Savion Bird is back this week. That's good. That's Just good. Drop that in there. Like, yeah. yeah, no, he's back. All right, all right, good. He's done that a couple of times with guys like it's just casual, like everyone should know. Oh, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, no, he was there at practice. Kind yeah, of that's how back. he was with uh, Jaron the other night. 
Oh no, what are you talking about? He was he was practicing today. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, yeah, but he was bleeding out the mouth the last time we saw him. Okay. Well, I I did want to uh, Teddy. And Coach and I talked about something during one of the commercial breaks on the show the other night that I found very interesting, and um, maybe nobody else does, but I, I geek out on this kind of stuff. Uh, I was asking him about, so we, I can't remember what brought it up. It might have been the, it might have been the Notre Dame, Ohio State game. Some for some reason it was brought up on the show about timing situation, and so we go to commercial break, and. We start a conversation about, you know, I asked him, do you have someone who helps you during the game with timing situations? You know, for example, like late in games, TJ, um, we see repeatedly NFL. Oh, I know what brought it up. Teddy was asking him about the uh, Raiders-Steelers game where the Raiders coach kicked the field goal with two minutes left, down eight, you know. And we see coaches, NFL and college coaches, all the time. We come on the show and complain about how they make terrible timing, like coaching decisions. They're so caught up in the X's and O's, they can't do the math or figure out when to kick a field goal or when to go for two or, or all these kind of things. So that was the crux of, I said, do you have somebody on game day who is your, in your ear about that kind of stuff because you're worried about if Danny Stutzman's in the right place or should I go for it on fourth down or anything. He said, yes, we actually have two people, uh, Matt Wells and Jacob Maloney, who are both, they both have the book that tells you, you know, exactly to the second and situation what you should do, whether it's best to go for two here, whether it's best to, Onside kick, when should you take timeouts, when can you take a knee, you know, all the different possible late game, late half scenarios. Both of them have the book, and both of them, their responsibility on game day is to help him when it gets into late game situations know what does the book say. Now, you don't always go by the book. Yeah, right? no, sometimes you have to go by a gut feeling and trust what sometimes, your team is going to do in certain situations, yeah. Sometimes the book says go for two here or or kick an extra point here, and you're just because of the flow of the game or because of who the opposing quarterback is or because of the number of timeouts you have or whatever, you don't go by the book. But they are there to tell him, here's what the book suggests you do at this point, which I thought was interesting. I assume maybe I shouldn't. I assume all football coaches have this or do this, but you see so many screw-ups that maybe not. So, I don't know, that made me feel good. made me feel better that they got a couple of people who he doesn't have to worry. He doesn't have to memorize in advance, what should I do in all situations? Because when you're in the heat of the battle, you're trying to do the math, you're looking at the scoreboard, there's a minute 38 left, I got one timeout. It's, you know, what, you know, somebody else is responsible for all that. Or at least responsible for suggesting, suggesting what the book right, says. Right, like getting it to him, yes. Yeah. All right, moving on. Um, I read a story this morning on ESPN about uh, relegation, the idea of relegation catching traction in college football. 
you think there's ever uh, do you think there's actually any possibility of this you know it's going to be on down the line but do you think there's actually any possibility for this or just kind of something fun to talk about i think it's just something fun to talk about i just couldn't see it happening i mean could you see ou having a year where they just got cut and dropped down i mean I, I just it, don't see it. I don't. It see would the, never happen the, to OU. Yeah, I don't see the bigger schools allowing it to happen because there will be years that you know maybe you're down and you slip and you can't afford for that to happen. So I think it's just fun to talk about. I would be shocked. Probably, I'd be like, "What?" You're probably right. It would never happen to an OU. It would happen to a a Rutgers or a Vanderbilt or Kansas or you know those type programs if you had 64 teams or 50 teams or whatever it was that land in this power five tier power four tier um the the bottom two or three that would be relegated down and the top two or three that would would move up i think you're probably right i think it would be too risky for the power five teams to agree to it. Although if, if all you needed was like a majority or something and the TV networks were throwing in a bunch of money to do it, cause it's wildly entertaining television. Like it, it would make games involving the bad teams. Interesting late in the season. If the TV network said, we'll throw a hundred million on the pile. If you add this relegation concept. <laughs> some of you would just go away then, next season and let some others have a shot. Then then the big schools, who don't have to really worry about it, might vote it in. You know what I mean? And all of the schools that aren't in the Power Five would vote for it, Power Four, because they want at least a sliver of hope of getting into the party. So... Yeah, Probably the only way I can not, see it but, happening is if the conferences went away and you were structured like a 30-32 team league and then you gave teams opportunities to work their way in in, in that situation. Yeah, I just couldn't see yeah. it the way it's structured now. The but hard thing about football it, would, it would be, be crazy. The hard thing about football would be figuring out who are the bottom teams. Like somebody might go winless and that's easy to identify. But what if you've got four teams that won two games? You know what I mean? Like, how did, with the whole European soccer situation, there's a scoring system that lends itself to knowing exactly who the bottom teams are. Football isn't doesn't work like that. So yeah, it'd be tough. But God, it's so entertaining, man. It's so wildly entertaining and exciting for the teams that get in, you know, that, 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 that were out and get in. But, but you're probably right. It's probably, I don't know. I mean, the, the the element of the TV networks getting involved is the one wild card. Well, money talks, so never say never, but it would be wild if that ever, I couldn't imagine being in that situation. And uh, you're right. I mean, it does make it interesting for them at the end of the year. It does put something on the line for them. And it would make, like right now, if you separate, then whatever that other, you know, the group of five or the other teams that get left out, the other 
75 teams that aren't a part of the big boy league, then it would add some attraction to that as well. You know, playing for the championship of those teams gets you into the big boy league. So you and I, who might not care about, oh, um, Tulsa versus let's just say Fresno good. State, whatever it okay. is. No, I, yeah. I get what you're saying. Yeah. The, 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 then that then that championship game all of a sudden gets you into the big boy league next year, which probably they probably wouldn't call it the big boy league. Although the BBL, congratulations know, going zero twelve next year when you make it in. Yeah, maybe. I mean that happens. Right. Like it right. Uh, sometimes you get in and you're just boom, you're right back down again. But um, it is fascinating. I, it's. What well, listen? You're fighting against going from four to twelve. The idea of relegation is so foreign to us, literally, and wildly different. Although it would almost assuredly never impact a school like Oklahoma, but it is so hard to wrap your brain around that. I don't know that college football fans would would get behind it. There would be a whole bunch of them anyway that would fight against it, but. I, don't, I keep seeing stories about it, though. I keep seeing a bunch of yahoos out there like me who are like, man, this would be great. I mean, we're headed Writing toward a system. Writing these stories under different uh, names, aliases. I know what you're doing. We're headed toward a system that would kind of, it's, we're kind of setting ourselves up to look a lot like the European soccer system. Or the, the way college football is moving, it's starting to look a lot like that. Maybe we should think about doing this relegation thing because it is amazing over there. So, I don't know. It's it's. It's a pipe dream, I'm sure. Uh, you got something in that pipe you're smoking. Yeah. What was the other thing I wanted to bring up today? Um, oh, ESPN also did a thing where they ranked the undefeated teams remaining in college football. And I liked what they had to say about OU. Uh, let me see if I can find it here real fast. Did you read that story? Hey, pig. No, I thought you were going to bring up. There's a guy that has that formula that he does the formula on who's going to make the playoff and this and that. He's I can't remember what he tweets under, um, but uh, he had OU number one as the oh yeah number one team as far as percentage chance to make the playoff this year with his right. formula. I can't remember. I that did guy's see name. that. Yeah. Um, I could probably find it here. Um. Yeah, because of the conference they're in, conference and the schedule they have remaining, yep, yep, and you know how good they have looked early in the season. He had them slightly ahead of some other schools for the best Ohio opportunity State, to make Florida it to the State, playoff. and I can't remember who the fourth one was. Here's, Kelly Ford is his name. Yeah. Uh, let me see if I can find his rankings here. He does a lot of interesting stuff. Do you follow him? No, I don't, but he just started popping up on my timeline uh, here recently, and it did yesterday, too, with his most recent one that had, uh, I think OU was like 47% chance on his formula. It was not 50%, but it was uh, high. Um, like 40, yeah, you're right, like 40-something percent. Man, I can't find it all of a sudden. He does some interesting stuff. He must have just emerged because he doesn't have a ton of followers He's got like 11,000 yeah, followers. I just or recently like that. started seeing him pop up on things. But he, it's an analytical follow. And uh, there's a, if, if you're into that kind of stuff, 
Uh, he's got some very interesting statistical breakdowns and percentage. It's a little bit. What was that website that did all the political stuff and sports stuff? Five thirty-eight. Five, yeah, five thirty-eight. I think five thirty-eight went away, didn't they? Good question. But now that you say that, I haven't seen them. Like they were think, like wildly popular before the pandemic. I know. I think that they went away, and uh, I could be wrong about that, but. Um, yeah, this is a little bit like that in how many – now, it's, it has nothing to do with political at all, but all the statistical analysis and everything that they do. So uh, projected standings – I'll at least find that for you here. Big 12, here's his projected standings for how the Big 12 is going to finish, but just based on what they've seen before, remaining schedule, all that kind of stuff. OU 1, Texas 2, K-State 3, TCU 4, UCF 5, West Virginia 6, Cincinnati 7. All roads go through Lubbock, TJ, but he's got Texas Tech at 8. Kansas at 9, which is interesting, I think. I need to look at Kansas' remaining schedule. Iowa State, O-State, BYU, and Baylor. He's got Baylor. Oh, Houston last. Baylor and Houston at the bottom. So that's just a projection on uh, chances of winning the conference. But I know what you're talking about. I can't find the... uh, here it is, college football playoff. Okay, projected championship games. This is interesting. Big 12 OU Texas. ACC Clemson Florida State. Say This is a statistical projection. Big 10 will be Ohio State Wisconsin. Pac-12 Oregon USC. You know what? I'm looking at week zero. I should be looking at week five. So far, all of those are right except for the last couple uh, uh, scratch that, TJ. Big 12 OU Texas. Say, the Wisconsin thing was weird, but. Well, they're still there. They are? Hmm. Yeah. Week, this is week five updated. Pretty, I was looking at the wrong side of it. ACC has got Florida State Louisville. Now, Florida State Louisville. Big 10, Ohio State, Wisconsin. They're still in two different divisions this year, I believe, right? They still got the East and West. Pac 12, Oregon and Washington. No USC. And the SEC, Georgia and Alabama, shockingly. That's different. Most likely to be in the college football playoff. Here's what you were talking about. OU, number one at 43% chance. 43, okay, not as high as I was thinking. Ohio State, number two, and Florida State both have 41% chances. Penn State, 38%. Georgia is five at 37%. Then Texas at 34%. And it goes down from there. I I I don't know exactly the formula that reaches that, but it's yeah. got OU at number one, so it interests hey, us. Number one, I and I hijacked. Stop the, the count, team. Stop the uh, count. Bring up so you can get on that on the other side. Uh, Eight twenty-one in the morning. We'll be back. The T Row in the morning show is brought to you every day by the Riverwind Casino and Hotel, OKC's number one gaming destination. The one for entertainment, the one for games, the one for fun. Riverwind Casino, simply the best. Get ready for a night of solid gold with the Temptations and the Four Tops. Same night, same stage. October 24th, Apache Casino Hotel, Lawton, Oklahoma. The Temptations and the Four Tops together live. Reserve seats on sale now at Casino Cage or online at ApacheCasinoHotel.com. The Temptations and the Four Tops. 
RK Black is your sponsor for this hour of the T-Row in the Morning Show. They've been in business since 1952, leading provider of office technology solutions to medium and small-sized businesses across Oklahoma and Kansas. They can do it for you in your office as well, 405-943-9800 or rkblack.com. You were about to bring something up you saw on ESPN. Do you want to get to that or a couple of texts? Or you got it in front of you? Uh, I do not. I do not. Oh, Read a couple of texts then. Okay, let me see here. Um, I just hope the playoffs cause less players to opt out in the end of the season. Yeah. It will. I mean, it definitely will. Um, and someone was saying that NIL will tie them to that, and you said contract. You know, if that's stipulated in there, then that will help, obviously, with that. But if it's not, there will be the occasional player. It's going to be rare. 99.5% of them will still play in those games. There will come a time when a 10th, 11th, 12th ranked team is sitting there, and there's going we'll to be take some guts. There's going to be a kid with someone in his ear saying, "Man, that's yeah. possibly three more games. You're a top three pick. You're putting fifty, sixty million on the line, and the money's going to be the determining factor. It's going to be rare, but it, it I, will I got happen." You, but here's what ticks me off about football: How much did Paul Skeens have on the line? A lot. You know? Yeah. Like, you never hear of a You're baseball right. player. Uh, the... Competitive nature is going to come through most of the time. Those kids are going to have the mindset, I'm going to go out and try to win a championship. But How many number one draft picks of Duke or Carolina had through the year that they don't skip out on the final four because they could get hurt? So right. suck it up, buttercup. You know what I mean? Let's go here. Okay, does... I found the article. Here's what – yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, does that mean possibly if they know they've got a playoff spot locked in, though, they start opting out in the second – second to last and last games well, of the season, regular yeah, season. I, I guess maybe, but again, there's those tiers within the playoffs right? that you don't want to lose home field advantage or you don't want to lose the bye or whatever. So I'm sure it'll have some ramifications that we're not. And you and they probably won't about. sit out just saying I'm sitting out because of this to put less games on my body, but they'll have a an ankle tweak or a, I'm a knee's just not right today or but. Maybe. Yeah. Okay, so they have OU ranked as the seventh best undefeated team right now. But here's what they say about them. Dylan Gabriel and the OU offense have made a habit of destroying bad defenses, 69.5 points per game against Tulsa and Arkansas State, while struggling against decent ones, 24 against Cincinnati and SMU. The Sooners' defense, however, has been elite. They're second in points allowed per drive, combining big play prevention with run disruption and timely third down and red zone excellence. OU will play against the Big 12's two best defenses over the next two weeks, Iowa State and Texas. But if the Sooners make it to 6-0, and they could make it to 12-0. and I think that's pretty accurate. It's accurate. It's so 12-0 uh, is so unusual anymore that it seems far-fetched. But they're right. I mean, you get past... 6-0, and then you're looking pretty good from what we've seen. you you got to be careful of not having a letdown and, and thinking you've, you've got it made and all that kind of stuff. But the schedule after Texas, if you have already beaten Texas, opens itself up to that. You mm, know, UCF, Kansas will be tough on the road. You can't take Bedlam for granted, but they, they don't look very good this year. West Virginia at BYU could be tricky and TCU. So there's some there's some landmines in there along the way. But I just like what he said about it was, that was a pretty good depiction of what OU has been so far this year, offensively and defensively, I thought. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, we do have a uh, 
Brock Haas and Blanchard has sent in a screenshot here. All right. Uh, you were missing, it looks like, his pick last Friday. Yeah, in I got, yeah, I got Bucks and Cowboys. I got no pick for him in week three. Week three, 744 a.m. on Friday. He was in with the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, Brock, thank you for that. You are back on the mountain. That it? Uh, I don't. I mean, I mean there basically be, we have a lot of text here. I haven't got to today, but I'm kind of trying to scroll through, and it doesn't look like many more discrepancies. No discrepancies. Yeah. Okay. Well, if we find it, or if you if you got it and you can prove it, we're more than happy to put you right back in. We're right around. I sent it out yesterday. If you haven't seen, I tweeted it out yesterday at T Row O U. T J retweeted it. The updated King of the Mountain. What did I put on there? One thirty three, one thirty five, yeah, or somewhere something around like there? that. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're right in the 135 to 140 range of how many people are left on the mountain of the four to 500 we started with. Um, so go make sure to go check. It has in there who's still left and if and who is out and what week they're out and why they're out. So if for some reason we've got you out and you don't feel you should be, let us know. We'll, we'll get that corrected. Uh, let's see here what else we have on the air comfort our Sorry, uh, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet wow. text line. Sorry, flashback. Uh, easy to light the stress and panic when OU never got left out when they should have been in. When they should have been in. The teams on the cusp that missed, duh, to computer or humans bias had the biggest reason to rejoice. Still think 12 is too many, though. All right. Um, Jeff in the DFW says, TJ, everyone cares about the 12 seeds in the NCAA basketball tournament because they want the underdog to win. It'll be the same for the lower seeds in football, too. Um, I do I like that. Know. That's a that's a good point. I, I am a sucker for an underdog story. It's hard to find an underdog story in a 14 playoff, although we've had some, like Cincinnati getting in and um, – you know, the once in a while, a, I mean, a Alabama would be your 12th team right now, according to the, your poll. So. No, that's not an underdog story. Right. But there will be a group of five team in this, we know. And there will be a team that is the, you know, the 11 or 12 seed who will pull off an upset on somebody else's home field. And Oh, it'll be glorious. So, and everybody will uh, cry and someone will probably propose to someone and things yeah. will happen. I mean, Cincinnati being in didn't do anything for me. Yeah. So. On, it's hard people. to do anything for you. Come on, people. It's hard to move the needle. Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Oklahoma, <laughs> USC. Let's, give me the big boys. The rest of you go away. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Could we just make it an eight-team college football world? So what are TJ's thoughts of the expanded Major League Baseball playoffs that will get his beloved Rangers a berth because of expansion? Uh, that will Maybe, not. Now you're going to win, win the division. I'm winning my division, sucker. So what do you think of that? <laughs> American League West champs. That's what we're going to be. Ain't no uh, expansion here getting us in. That's, that's right. That is exactly right. At, at least you're on track for that. <laughs> Did Last you night didn't help. No, it what's didn't. Your, what's well, your lead now? Uh, it didn't help, but our magic number dropped because so, Seattle won. So our magic number for the West is two. Two or three. Uh, one's two for the playoff, three I think for the the West. So, what's your lead in the West? Uh, two and a half still, with six games to go. Two and a half on Houston, three on Seattle. You got with five six, or six games. Six to, go. six to go for us, five to go for Houston. Seattle, Texas, six. Uh, Houston, five. 
So, well, you better knock off this losing to Anaheim stuff. Yeah, I mean that's not ideal. That's not ideal. All right. But we'll just have to get back to business today. Give me one more. Uh, text Lou Holtz just fired a trademark for kegs and eggs. Yeah, I think that's been around for a bit. That was good though. <laughs> I was I I I loved Bob's concern for his own well being when he goes on the air Saturday night with this teach. That was funny. <laughs> yeah, right. we're gonna have to have Drake have check to, him at the store. We're gonna have to control at the door. my drinking throughout the day. <laughs> back after this. The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. Here's the thing about Zach Bryan. I feel like every Zach Bryan song I hear, the first time I hear it, maybe even the second time I hear it, Mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, that's just a song. Yeah. And then, like, the third or fourth time I hear it, it's I'm like dadgum's singing along to it. You're singing along to it, and you have to listen to it, it feels like. like yeah. I, uh, you can be going along. I'll be going on my, along on my walk now, and I'll be listening to some new album somebody's put out or something I haven't listened to in a while, and I'm listening to it, and then I'm like, what am I doing? I'm listening to so-and-so. I should be listening to Zach Bryan. And he sucks me back in, and I'm listening to him the rest of my walk. And he sucks me right back in. <laughs> All right, the um, OU men's basketball conference schedule released yesterday this is fascinating this is very interesting cool all the above final year in the big 12 and it's not the norm you know i don't normally i mean it's interesting when it comes out because you're like oh we open with this team and we got this many big monday games or whatever but you're always playing everybody at home and everybody away right not this year not this year not this year so I was going through putting these in my calendar yesterday, and I was, was, oh, hey, look at that. We're going to Provo here and everything. So they open with Iowa State at home. Then back-to-back road games at TCU at Kansas. Last chance for a while, anyway, Teej, to break the streak in Fog Allen Fieldhouse, Saturday, January 13th. Come on, Sooners. It's a 1 o'clock game. Haven't won there since Terry Evans in 1993. Uh, West Virginia at home. At Cincy. Late January now, back-to-back home games against Texas and Texas Tech. Back-to-back road games at K-State, at UCF. Go to Orlando. Home against BYU. Home against the Cowboys. So the first Bedlam is not until we're like halfway through conference season. It is a Saturday night game in the LNC. That'll be fun. Bedlam Saturday night in the LNC, February 10th. At Baylor, we get to see the new arena, February 13th down there. The Foster Pavilion is what they call it. That'll be a Tuesday night game. Kansas is here on a Saturday afternoon, 3 o'clock February 17th. That's my mom's birthday. Bedlam in Stillwater will be the next Saturday, February 24th, 3 o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday. Then they go to Iowa State, home against Houston. Kelvin Sampson comes back to Norman Saturday, March 2, night game. Saturday night, Kelvin Sampson in the LNC. Cincinnati here on March 5th, and the final game of the regular season is OU Texas in Austin. 
on a Saturday afternoon. A couple of things. A lot of Saturday highlights in this schedule. Both Kansas games are on Saturday. Both OSU games are on Saturday. Texas finale is on a Saturday. Uh, Kelvin Sampson here on a Saturday. That's good. Saturdays are always, you know, good for bigger crowds. And then there are, you know, most teams you don't play twice now. Like, we are not going to West Virginia this year. That's, That's not going to hurt anybody's That's good feelings. Thing. Yeah. We don't go to BYU, which I'm fine with because we're going there for football, and I'm pretty sure we're going there for baseball. So I'm fine with not going all the way out there for basketball, too. We're not going to Houston for basketball. I'm fine with that. They do get Cincinnati home and home. Um, Baylor not coming to Norman. So uh, K-State not coming to Norman. So it's just, you know, it's different, which makes it a little more interesting to me. I have no idea who's going to be good other than Kansas. Yeah, it is no going idea. to be unusual not, you know, Houston, hosting K-State and having some of those games. I thought you were going to talk longer. I was taking a drink. Oh, sorry. No, <laughs> <clears throat> no I, here's the thing. I think there are going to be a lot of teams that are very good, especially with the addition of Houston into the conference. So, And Cincinnati historically is a, a good program. They haven't yeah. been recently, but you never know what they're going to do in some years. So. Is Kenyon Martin still there? Yeah, he's still there, yes. Still there. He's a good player. He's a real <laughs> What about Nick Van Exel? Is he graduated? I, I, I wish Nick Van Exel was still there cuz you might well, even with Kenyon Martin, you might get a little crazy on the court with both of those dudes. So, yeah. Sooner season opens uh Monday, November 6. Central Michigan. So, we are month and not even a month and a half away and i have no idea how good ou is this year none i know porter's excited he keeps try- he keeps telling me you got to come to practice you got to come to practice and i keep telling him i'm going to come to practice but i haven't come to practice yet tj what are we talking, talking about? about what are we talking about practice we're talking about practice He's excited about, he's like, you got to see how athletic we are. And I do believe him. I do, you know, the guys that they brought in look like they're going to be able to get up and down the court and run and jump, and the big dude looks like a player. And so I'm excited, but I have no idea how good they're going to be. Well, all the clips they seem to be putting out, too, seem to be highlighting athletic uh, plays, you know, as they're going down the court practicing, going, throwing down a dunk or whatever it may be. So... Seems like they're highlighting that athleticism. Can I tear down the fourth wall and give you a little secret? Okay. I probably the guys at Sooner Vision do not want me to tell you this, but ah, I'm going to say it anyway. They usually edit out the good place. They, <laughs> they usually only. I'm not put meaning out, it that way. Yes, of course the highlights that no, they put I'm out serious. are going to be. Like, high, you know. If you go to a practice, there are missed shots. But yes. they rarely put those out in the highlights. <laughs> yes, I realize that. I'm just saying they seem to be highlighting thunderous dunks <laughs> or you know quick uh, moves, uh, cutting and slashing to the basket, yeah. whatever it you may can be. See, you can see the athleticism yes, coming yes. through your <laughs> yeah. phone. I realize they're not going to put up a brick or a missed dunk. <laughs> I didn't know if you knew that. I didn't know if you knew that. I didn't know. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, 
so anyway, there you go. The conference schedule is out. We got them. We don't have all the game times yet, but we got all the opponents lined up there. They got uh, Iowa. They got Providence. They got Arkansas. They got North Carolina in the non-con. They'll play either Seton Hall or USC. So it's a nice non-con, not the most difficult they've ever had, but there, there are. Uh, I like the way they ramp it up. Like they've got the first four games. I hesitate to say this because I have no idea like how good a Texas State is this year. But the first four games, at least the opponents on paper, should be wins. They're all at home, and with a new team, as many new pieces as they've got this year. That's good. Like, they're going to need some time to figure out the chemistry of this thing. Who deserves to be playing and who doesn't, all that kind of stuff. And then you move into some tougher teams in non-con, like the ones I just mentioned, and then you got conference play after that. So it is an important year. I know that, Teach. Oh, it's very important. Very important for Porter and that program, absolutely. They got to go to the tourney this year, right? You got to win. You got to win. You got to get to the tournament, yes. In a 14-team league, here's our first guess. How many Big 12 teams do you think get in in a 14-team Big 12? Oh, gosh. Texas, Kansas. They were getting in a 10-team league. They were getting, what, like seven? Seven or, yeah. Did we get eight? Did we ever get eight in? Didn't they get eight in the one year? Maybe. Because nine was in discussion at one point, it seems like. Uh, Eight's a lot. Did we really get eight in? We'll Maybe. say yes. We'll say yes. So fourteen. Can you 14, get ten teams in? Fourteen. I think you can get no. nine or ten in. I think you get nine. nine in. I think you get nine in. All right, we're projecting nine I mean, Big Twelve teams make Houston, the NCAA tournament. Kansas State, Kansas, Iowa State. Hopefully, Oklahoma. Uh, Iowa State stinks now. Iowa State stinks. Well, they seem to find their way their way to be able to work their way in at times, uh, even when they is stink, OSU so. still on probation. They still got to miss the tourney again this year. No, that ended two that years ended. ago. That yeah. was a joke, yeah. Is Nick Van Exel still at Cincinnati? Um, I no, think so. Not. I think he just signed a new NIL deal. Break time. Chris, is John, is a serious question. Is Johnny Dawkins still the head coach at UCF? <laughs> yes. I think he is, right? I think so. I think so. All right, we'll be back. The home of Sooner fans. Home for Sooner recruiting coverage. Home of your Sooner game day voices. Home of the best pre- and post-game coverage. Join the movement. Download the free KRF app now to listen anywhere, anytime. We are where diehard Sooner fans listen. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with the crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. What's going on today, Plank Show? What's up, Toby Rowland? How are you, man? I'm great. I'm great. Enjoyed talking to you yesterday. Uh, podcast out there that we do every Monday. That was fun. Always a pleasure. What's, what's right. on your mind today? I have a very nerdy broadcasting question for you, Toby. All right. You have moved to the, I say stick mic, maybe the better term would be broadcast microphone, for the show and for baseball, correct? I don't use it in baseball. I tried it in baseball and did not like it. Well, never mind then, because I was going to ask if there was ever thought of doing it for football, but I didn't realize that you had segued away. Carry on. 
I'm trying to remember, TJ, why didn't I like it? Wasn't it something I did with it. movement or looking down at your scorecard? There was something. I don't remember. There was something you didn't like that it didn't flow with how yeah, that's you it. looked at and so, called the game. Yeah, that's it, Chris. Uh, I want to like it because a lot of the big league guys use the stick mic for baseball. And right. I, I, I thought that being able to pull off the mic when you're making a, a you know when you're getting louder and stuff like that would be a good thing however what i figured out is when you're you're, you're making a call you're you're writing on your scorebook you're looking up you're, you're i couldn't keep the mic in front of my face maybe i needed to practice it more but uh i i tried it for like two series and gave up on it and went back to the headset but i do use it right right now i use it for my show Hmm. Interesting. I just, uh, <laughs> sorry, I was sprinting to get in here and I didn't make it, but I, it, here's why, because I thought, thought it might sound pretty cool for football, right? Maybe it's, it's also that, but then you would have to really worry about stats. If you had the, uh, the mic for football like that, right? That would be the big concern there. I think that, okay, again, pulling away sounds, at stats. Yeah. It sounds good. Like this has a, a nice, yeah, you sound great. Baritone to it. But there's too much looking at the board one way, looking at stats the other, standing up when I get excited. I, I think I would have a hard time staying on the mic. I'd have to stay sitting down, locked in front of it the whole time, and I don't think I'd like that very much. Mm, cool. Yeah, I was just curious. I, I'd completely forgot that you had shifted away. So, if, so I guess... Yeah, plus stats could not be trusted oh at all. Oh, my gosh, man. He would be coming through the whole we'd, time. Yeah. We'd, we'd all be in big trouble. But, okay, sorry, just I was uh, thinking about that when I was driving in. Are you considering it for softball? Well, I don't have a booth. So if I, if I did it for softball, um, it would pick up everything. Or, well, I guess I might this year. I was about love to say, aren't you yeah. going to have oh, a booth? Yeah. Gosh, every so often I forget about that. I don't – I think I'm, t- I'm the same way, Toby. I think I'm too – I mean, if you listen to this show, I jerk the radio or the microphone around constantly. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I just I think I'm too spastic in order to, when, to do when, that. When uh, who's our best player this year? Help me out. When uh, you go, Jada uh, Tra. When Jada know. hits a home run, do you stand up? Oh yeah. See, because remember, you, you, you can't and I, see. You can, you'd right. have to take it with you. You and I had a big conversation about this because I was trying not to. I was trying to be better about just chill out, calm down, uh, but I, it it Kel, uh, Kenzie Hansen ruined that, so it's just it's kind of <laughs> you can't. Eric help Nichols but jump wants up. to know: Do you want the pregame interview after pregame break four? Where it's always been. I mean, there, there's not much is change that where to it, this. Is that where it's been all the year this year? We haven't done it in a while, so I didn't know uh, that it's supposed I, to be. I, uh, let's look here. I believe so. I believe so. Let me double check, and then okay. I'll have yeah, my yeah, people call know. his people. How's that? Sounds good. Sounds good. <laughs> have a good show today, Chris. Toby, have a great rest of your day. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. Thank you. You find folks for listening. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Wednesday, everybody.